Welcome to the Speaking Words of Life for Educators podcast, where we shine a bright light on your incredible call of carrying the kingdom of God into your classroom, school, and community. It's here that you'll be transformed by the truth of your identity and activated to live the full life Jesus paid for. I'm your host, Jessica Glover, and I warmly welcome you to get ready to be encouraged, strengthened, and activated today in your position in the world of education. I am so glad you're here. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode two, and today we're going to be talking about how to grab a hold of the true you. You are a representative of heaven, a conduit of God's presence. So like many of you, I was called into the world of education by Father God himself. I felt that nudge was actually the thing that I didn't want to do. (laughs) I felt like I was the one kicking and screaming, saying, everyone says I would be good at this, but I want to do something else. (laughs) You know, that independence that you have when you're super young. So young being college, right? (laughs) But The truth of the matter is that when we're called, like we said in episode one, we've been given the stamp of God's approval. We've been called, we've been anointed, we've been given a position to bring influence. And the thing that we're addressing today is that we are representatives of heaven, a conduit of God's presence. You know, when I, when I first started teaching the first three years, I really was hit with a lot of hard situations. I was given three different curriculums and told here, have at it. You're going to help these middle schoolers learn how to read who are behind in state standards. And I'm sure you're smart enough. You've have training and, you know, have a reading endorsement. You'll figure this out. You've got lots of energy. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I quickly became overwhelmed with groups between seven and 20 middle school kids, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders who maybe spoke English as a second language. They had special ed classifications. There was all sorts of different things happening, probably just like in your classroom. And I came in not knowing or not having the support I needed for how to make it all work. Or so I thought the Lord helped me to put those curriculums together. And it turned out that I ended up working myself out of that particular job in four years because of all of our state testings went up for each of those kids, which was totally God. But at the same time inside, I needed to have a clear vision of who I was. And that's when an amazing gentleman stepped into my life and asked me if I wanted to meet with him as a mentor to walk into what it really meant to be a kingdom educator. Now he didn't use that were those words per se, but I realized later that's what it was. I was stepping into my kingdom education, my kingdom educator identity in my classroom. I knew that I was set apart to be one who would usher in the king, but I feel like I kept that in the four walls of the church. Yes, we're kingdom people. We're born into a new realm. The old is gone. The new has come, right? We learn these things at church, but sometimes we leave that behind And we step into our classroom and we just get caught up with all the busyness and what we should be doing and the performance and what we're not doing, that we waste our time ignoring the fact that this is actually just a position to be a place where I can become a conduit of the kingdom of God. And I forget that and I leave it behind for the to-do list 
or the millions of Johnnies that need me right now, right? And so it's really important that we come back and remember, what does it mean that I'm a representative of heaven, a conduit of God's presence? What does that look like? So Father God, I just ask that you would release your Holy Spirit in a special way to reveal to us, to each individual today, what it means to be a conduit of your presence, a representative of heaven itself. Everywhere we go, not just in our classrooms, but in our homes and at the grocery store, at the gas pump, we want to be representatives of heaven. We want to be a conduit of your presence because you are overflowing with goodness and you're in a good mood and you're up to good things and we want to be a part of those things. We want to usher in the goodness of our God in this time, in this season of history. In Jesus name, amen. So the foundation today is that you are an ambassador of heaven. You're sent to establish the kingdom of God. So we're going to take a second and we're going to review what the kingdom is and the fact that we are ambassadors of the king. Remember, an ambassador is someone who goes to a place and they basically wear the signet ring, if you will, thinking of Old Testament times. They wear the signet ring, the thing that represents the king himself, and they go in his place and they can declare a matter and it comes to pass. My good friend, Andre Benjamin, who became my mentor that I spoke about earlier, he likes to say, you are an apostle, an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher, and a prophet as a teacher. You declare truth over yourself. You take communion with Jesus daily. You pray and anoint your desks. You pray in tongues. You play music, worship music. Maybe it's wordless. You invite the Holy Spirit to enlighten your students' minds and you command the spirit of darkness to stop at the door. Those are the things that I learned from Andre and they changed my perspective immensely, but it all started with recognizing that I was actually the one who was carrying the presence of God. I'm the conduit. I'm the representative of heaven. When I walk into my classroom, when you walk into your classroom, you're carrying one who's holy. You are carrying one who is full of power. You are carrying the one who is full of all strength. You know, we, none of us live, but by the power of his word, John one, none of us would be here except for the word of his, of his mouth. (laughs) That's how all things were created. So when it comes back to that, it's like, man, I belong to the King of glory, the one most holy. He wants to get out through me. So when we walk into our classroom kingdom educator, it's about recognizing I carry him, the King of glory. I carry him. And when I walk into my classroom, I have authority over powers and principalities that would stop the kingdom of God in me from coming out and eking out, oozing out. I like to say his goodness to everything I am doing, whether it's to my students, it's in my planning, it's in my emails, it's in my decorating of my room. It's how I set the atmosphere. It's all under the guise of, hello, who are you? You are a conduit of heaven. You are one who carries the King of glory. You are the one who carries the goodness of him who wants to get out and reveal himself to others. If you've never read the book, Rediscovering the Kingdom by Miles Monroe, I recommend it for maybe your summer reading. But Miles puts together this great explanation of what the gospel of the kingdom is. He says, it's not a religion or a denomination. It welcomes any who want to be reunited in spirit and in fellowship with God to be restored to their full position and rights as children of God and citizens of his kingdom. I love that restored to their full position. What keeps us from being in 
not restoration, it's the fall. (laughs) When we're walking in our sin nature before we become believers, we're walking in what the fall is. It's death. But whereas we're called to be a part of the kingdom, we're called to be kingdom carriers. We're restored to their full position and rights as children of God and citizens of heaven. We're to gain what Adam lost. We assume the place of dominion, authority that God intended for us from the beginning. From the beginning, we have been given authority that God intended to give us to what is that authority to do? To perform signs, wonders, and miracles that resulted for Jesus and crowds that were drawn to him. They were drawn closer to the kingdom of God by Jesus's words and his actions. It's the same with us. People are drawn to the goodness of the king in you when you act on a prompting of the Holy Spirit, when you move in signs, wonders, and miracles. They don't have to be giant things happening, but you get that word in due season that breathes life over bones. It could be as simple as a little note that you give to a principal who needs encouragement or they need to be honored or you've got a coworker who's been sick for a while, or they're dealing with cancer in their family, and you write them a note, a word of encouragement that strengthens them, that releases life in them. And what is that a representative of? The heart of our good King. And that's what you're doing. You're being a conduit of his goodness. That's good stuff. John 10, 10 says, I've come that they may have life and life to the fullest, a life of hope of peace, of joy, of power to rise above our daily problem problems and difficulties. Right now, we're called to live successfully and victorious right now. Right now, we're called to a higher lifestyle. As we're living in this earthly kingdom, we're called to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. I can experience the benefits of heaven here on earth now. That's the kingdom, kingdom educator mindset. I can experience the benefits of the heaven, excuse me, I can experience the benefits of heaven here on earth right now. There's no crying or pain in heaven. There's no death or dying. Do you realize we are surrounded by death every day, disappointment, things that happen, a heaviness, but in heaven, there's none of that. And King Jesus is saying, would you like to step into how I see, how I perceive what's going on around you, what's happening in you and how I see you as my beloved conduit, a carrier of the kingdom. Would you like to see with my eyes? That's our invitation. Would you like to see from heaven's perspective instead of down here on this earth realm? Would you like to see clearly what I see? And if you're saying right now, yes, I do. God, I just encourage you to just tell him out loud. I do. I want to see like you see and hear like you hear. I want to see people like you see them. So good. For some further study, if you want to, you can take a look at John 16, 33 or 1 John 5, 4 through 5. But it's just some further study of the kingdom if you're interested. Because we don't live under the old covenant anymore of obeying the law that made us righteous, right? We live in the righteousness of Christ. Because if we believe and we confess the truth that Jesus is Lord, Romans 4.25, we believe that we have this promise that we've been given. So in Romans 4.24, Abraham believed the promise that he'd have his son, his dear Isaac, and his faith was credited to him as righteousness. God offers his righteousness to us when we believe in him too, that his blood speaks a better word than Abel. He's able to heal us of our sins and our sickness and our disease. He is so kind. 
Ah, oh, our God is so kind. Romans 4.24, but also for us to whom God will credit righteousness for us who believe in him, who raised Jesus, our Lord from the dead. First Peter 2.24, he himself bore our sins in his body and on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds. You have been healed. I love that. We have been healed, so we can carry the healing of Jesus in us, and we can also proclaim it and pray it over others to see breakthrough in their lives. A conduit of the kingdom, of kingdom realities, healing, right? 1 Corinthians 1.30, it is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. I love that. The wisdom of God, it's righteousness, holiness, and redemption. And because of what Christ did, we become that. We become those who carry his righteousness, his holiness, and redemption because it becomes ours through the work of Jesus. So good. I have just a little bit further that I want to share with you real quick, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring us to a place of activation but I listened to a dear lady. Maybe you've heard of her before. She's in England. Her name is Rachel Hickson. And she came to my home church a couple of years ago. And she had this, this um, talk about activating our confidence or activating your confidence. And it has to do with keeping an alert mind and a thankful heart from Colossians 4 two. Our confidence is a feeling or belief that someone can rely on, believe or count on, or trust on someone or something. It's not on self. It's certain of truth. That's what confidence is. It's certain of truth. It's confident in a belief. Okay. So based on what confidence is, I am confident of whose I am. That's my position as a kingdom educator. I am confident of whose I am and what I can do with him inside of me. Remember episode one, what would you do differently? How would you live your life differently if you knew that God was always with you and would never abandon you? What would you do differently if you knew that you were empowered by the Holy Spirit, right? So if I am confident of whose I am and what I can do with him inside of me, I have a confident life of freedom, hope, and liberty, liberty, because I have a deep assurance of my place in Christ Jesus. Woo, that is good. If we're confident that we belong to God's and what he can do on the inside of me, I am confident in the life that he's given me. That's freedom, hope, and liberty because I have a deep assurance of my place in him, in Jesus. So in this place of confidence, of recognizing who we are as kingdom people, we confront the conversations in our heads and out loud. Just like Philippians 4 says, 4, 8, it says, so keep your thoughts, even about yourself, continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure, holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on these things, praying him, praying in God always. So the key is eradicating negativity from our spirits that takes our new confidence our true kingdom identity. Did you hear that? The key is eradicating negativity from our own spirits that would take out our new confidence in our true identity as kingdom educators. So this is like a warning to be on guard, to listen, take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Remember that scripture? So it's really important 
that we stay in intimate relationship with Father God, that we're reading the word, that we're meditating on what is true and pure and lovely so that we can bring back our thoughts that often lie to us. They're not always coming from us. We want to bring them back to the word and say, is this true or is it not? Where is my identity being labeled? Where is it coming from? Is it coming from your voice of God, that rhema word, the right now word, and your word, the Bible? Or where is it coming from? Because I want to rest my confidence on my true identity as a kingdom educator. God's calling us to a place of intimacy that we hear from him first as our fresh bread, and then we give it away what you've been given. It's like, put that gas mask on yourself first, like on the airplane, get the the air mask on you and then put it on your kids. The same thing in your classroom. Put the mask on yourself, put the truth on yourself first, and then you have room to give it away. I love the whole idea of during quiet time, like soaking with the Lord, listening to his voice. Maybe we sometimes meditate on him saying his truth. Yahweh. You know, when we breathe, we're actually saying his name. Yahweh. And we focus in on where our strength comes from, where our source is. It's him. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? It comes from the maker of heaven and earth whose foot does not shift. He is the one who strengthens me as I go to work, as I see my students, as I prepare the atmosphere as I prepare my day, as I teach, as I redirect, as I make plans to solve problems. He is there with you, kingdom educator. He is there filling you. Start your day first with intimacy with him. He wants to show you who you are. Yes, he wants to show you because you are an ambassador of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So as an activation today, I want you to just spend some time or invite you to spend some time Just asking the Lord to show you a picture of yourself. What does it look like for you personally to be a representative of heaven, a conduit of God's presence? And I believe that as you sit with the Lord, he's going to give you a picture in your mind of what it looks like, a new vision of seeing yourself as one who's carrying all the strength, creativity, love, goodness of heaven inside of you, because that's where your father God lives. That's where our good daddy lives. And he is doing extraordinary things. He wants to move in and out through you with his goodness, signs, wonders, and miracles. Even in public school, that's where I was. (laughs) Even in Christian school, even in your homeschool classroom, God wants to move in and out through you. You are a representative of heaven, a conduit of God's presence. Until next time. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share with your friends in education so they too can be strengthened and encouraged in living their kingdom identity out loud in this pivotal hour. And please subscribe to be the first to hear about my newest resources, in-person and online events, and receive my inspiring bi-monthly newsletter by subscribing to speakingwordsoflife.com forward slash declarations. And be sure to find me on the socials at Speaking Words of Life number four educators. Speaking Words of Life for educators. Until next time, don't forget you're a world changer and what you do every day is changing lives.